0: China Evergrande was founded in 1996 and went public in 2009 on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, raising a billion dollars in the IPO. In 2012 Citron Research published a report accusing Evergrande of using accounting shenanigans to mask their insolvency, pay bribes to build a land bank and overstate their asset values. Citroen claimed that Evergrande had made several reckless investments and that they were using Ponzi-style financing where new investments were being used to pay out returns to old investors. The Hong Kong regulators held a market misconduct tribunal and found Citroen Research, not China Evergrande, culpable of market misconduct. The tribunal stated that Citron had used sensationalist language, made false and misleading allegations that were likely to alarm ordinary investors, and that the report was reckless and negligent. In 2016, Hong Kong-based accounting research firm GMT Research published a report called China Evergrande – Auditors Asleep which raised concerns that Evergrande's financial statements did not present a true and fair view of its financial position and performance. GMT visited 40 Evergrande development sites and concluded that $23 billion of asset write-downs were needed, which came to around three times shareholders' equity at the time. GMT claimed that Evergrande had allowed failed projects such as abandoned hotels to build up on its balance sheet for years without appropriate write downs. They took issue with how Evergrande classified the car parking spaces and commercial properties in its residential developments in its accounts. GMT said that Evergrande had persuaded PwC to accept the classification of these as investment properties rather than as inventory of assets to be sold. GMT concluded that Evergrande's financial statements were not presenting a true and fair view of its financial position and performance. They questioned why Evergrande's auditor, PricewaterhouseCooper, had allowed this to happen. Are its auditors asleep, GMT wrote. The company is insolvent by our reckoning and its equity is worth nothing. That was five years ago. A year ago in September 2020 GMT wrote a follow-up report highlighting Evergrande's vast unsold assets that generated little or no return and were mostly funded by expensive debt. They argued that these were weighing down its balance sheet, which continued to grow, largely financed by expensive new debt. All of these reports can be found on the websites of Citron Research and GMT. It might thus surprise you that in Evergrande's most recent annual report published this spring, it got a clean bill of health from its auditor, PricewaterhouseCoopers. PwC did not include a going concern warning. In fact, they wrote that they conclude on the appropriateness of the director's use of the going concern basis of accounting based on the audit evidence obtained. Basically, they signed off on Evergrande's accounting methods and on the firm's ability to stay afloat for at least 12 months. Now, as we all know, just a few months later, Evergrande is on the edge of financial collapse and Beijing is reported to be telling local officials to prepare for its potential downfall. If Evergrande was listed on a US or European exchange we would be hearing outraged demands from regulators and politicians to examine the work of their auditors. Only in its most recent accounts for the first half of this year recently released did Evergrande express concerns about the company's ability to continue as a going concern. This was the first time the company publicly acknowledged its serious financial problems, and this acknowledgement is in an unaudited financial statement. Just to be clear, this type of problem is not just an issue in China. We have seen numerous companies collapse with no warning from the auditor. The Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, or PCAOB, which oversees audits of US listed companies, said. The fact a company goes under before a going concern warning is issued doesn't necessarily mean that the auditor was at fault. The auditor is not responsible for predicting future conditions or events, according to the PCAOB website. They state that the absence of a going concern warning should not be viewed as providing assurance as to the entity's ability to continue as a going concern. Nonetheless, it is surprising that firms like Citroen and GMT were able to spot these issues many years ago and the auditor, who will have received significantly more access than these research firms did, missed all of the red flags. PWC earned over $40 million in fees auditing China Evergrande since 2009 and signed off on the figures presented to them by management for all of those years. It is difficult to imagine that the auditors will not have known about the negative research reports which were all over the news at the time they were released. PwC is likely to face criticism over the level of pushback they gave to management over accounting policies that could have shown warning signs about the company's financial health many years before the collapse. Around the world auditors have faced criticism when companies have collapsed, and auditor negligence cases have become more common in recent years. In the UK the Financial Reporting Council has begun a probe into the accountancy firms that audited Greensill Capital and Wylands Bank, a bank that was controlled by Sanjeev Gupta which lent money to his other firms and is central to the Greensill scandal. NMC held Luck and Coffee and Wirecard are three recent financial scandals, and one factor that they have in common is that EY, through its affiliates in various countries, was the auditor of all three. A British High Court ordered EY to pay a large settlement to a former partner in Dubai last year for retaliating against him for blowing the whistle on an alleged money laundering scheme by a client. These cases have dealt a series of heavy blows to EY's credibility and integrity, even though EY has said it was unaware of long-time financial shenanigans by its clients and it was duped along with everyone else. I am not really sure how that looks a whole lot better. In Asia, the audit firms have so far avoided this type of public humiliation, but their reputations are getting tarnished. China's Ministry of Finance announced recently that it intends to improve the quality of company audits by enforcing strict law enforcement and strict supervision. Under US accounting standards, the decision on whether a going concern warning is needed is made initially by the company's management. The auditor then makes a separate assessment and can decide to issue a warning, even if the management disagrees. A going concern warning doesn't have to be issued by the auditor unless it is probable that the company will be unable to meet its debts as they come due over the next 12 months. Even then a warning can be avoided if the management can show the auditor that they have a plan that will adequately deal with the potential cash crisis. It is hard to look at this situation and think that PwC didn't entirely drop the ball. One of the problems with situations like this is that the auditor is supposed to protect investors, but they are incentivized to continue charging their audit fees and get on with company management rather than call out wrongdoing. They possibly viewed it as prestigious to audit Evergrande, one of the largest firms in China, and might have worried about losing other clients if they were seen by the market as being difficult to deal with. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section below.